Welcome to the Cypress University podcast. This is episode number three, and we will be hearing a presentation from this year's Cypress University event by Larkin O'Keefe, president of TRIA Health. He will be giving us some insight on chronic care and medication management. Well, let me first start by thanking Tom and, and Cypress for letting me talk today, because uh, by the end of the presentation, I'll, I'll probably forget. It's, uh, it's, it's great to be on stage uh, where Elvis once performed. Elvis is a hero of mine, and to be on stage, it, it's, it's pretty surreal, so cool. Uh, like Tom said, I'm, my name's Larkin O'Keefe. I'm the president of TRIA Health. TRIA Health is a chronic drug therapy management company People are on a lot of different drugs. They're taking a lot of different medications and they're not taking them properly. And what TRIA's focus is, is trying to fix drug therapy related problems and get members compliant so it reduces the overall healthcare spend. So we all know that medical costs continue to go up. Cyprus trends are a lot better than what national averages are. So I commend you for using a TPA that does a really good job of controlling trends. Ever since the Affordable Health Care Act passed, that didn't fix the problem. I don't know what this new regime has in store for us, but whatever's passed, I doubt that fixes the problem. So it's incumbent upon you as stewards to your plan to make good solution, to, to make good decisions and to bring to, to find solutions that help control these costs. And I think TRIA is a really good option to consider. So common strategies that are used by employers uh, to reduce healthcare costs. First one is reduce benefits. No one likes to reduce benefits. It causes employee defection. Second thing, increase employee share, increase percentages, increase deductibles, put someone on a high deductible plan. Problem is employee defection as well as noncompliance. And noncompliance is a huge issue in our industry uh, and it has to be addressed. You can change TPAs or carriers. You'd be crazy to change from Cyprus, but there, if you're with an Aetna or you're with a Cigna or with your Blue Cross, you change carriers all the time to try to figure out a better way to get a, a lower rate. And that's just push kicking the can down the road. The last thing you can do and a good solution is implement TRIA Health. TRIA focuses on the 20% of the members that are 80% of your medical spend. These members have multiple chronic conditions. These members are on a lot of different prescriptions. And unfortunately, 50% of these members aren't taking the drugs the way they should be taking them. So there's three main components to our program. The first is the Pharmacy Advocate Program, and that's one-on-one -on -one counseling with high-risk patients uh, with chronic condition, helping them understand their drug therapies, helping them identify drug therapy-related problems, helping them understand why compliance is so important, and fixing those compliance pro programs, or fixing those compliant issues and making them uh, more compliant. The second is our specialty guard program. How many people here are concerned with the rising specialty costs? Biotech drugs that cost 2,000, 5,000, 10,000, a million dollars a year. Uh, it, they keep going up and up and up. And our clients have been asking for a solution, and we have a solution to help. And the last is 
our Rx Protection Plan suite. This is a population-based program. Uh, out, other than the pharmacy advocate and specialty guard are those 20%, this Rx Protection Suite actually targets the entire population. First, our pharmacy advocate program. So how does it work? And, and why did we create it? Well, in uh, 2008, I had a client come up to me and, and it was in a renewal meeting. They said, our diabetics are killing us on our medical spend. And uh, I read in the paper that Walgreens pharmacists, if the patients show up there, will talk to the patient about the drug therapy related issues, develop a plan to fix the problems, get them compliant, and that should lower our overall medical costs. I said, that's right, if you, can, if you can get your patients to Walgreens and do that, it probably will work. But before you do that, let me go back to the office and let me just look to see what type of problems you have. Let me also see if I can design a program that at least you can compare against Walgreens to see if it made more sense, and you can decide what makes more sense for you. So I went back to the office and I sat down with my IT team and I said, listen, I need a report that shows the diabetic patients and their compliance on their meds. And I also need to, to know what percentage of their diabetic patients are using Walgreens pharmacies. Got the report back the same day, 50% of their diabetic patients weren't filling their prescriptions the way they should be filling them. Secondly, only 18% of their members were using Walgreens pharmacies. So while Walgreens might be a good solution, they're gonna have to get all their diabetics, at least the 82% not using Walgreens, to switch to Walgreens. So then I sat down with my clinical team and I said, listen, if we could design a program to target these diabetic patients and talk to them about their drugs that they're on, uh, identify drug therapy problems and put together care plans to fix those, would that be something that we could do? Probably the best way to do it is telephonically. We can set appointments with the, with the, me with the members and pharmacists and just talk about uh, the patient from a holistic standpoint. Most of these patients not only have diabetes, they have other comorbidities, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, uh, you, you name it, they, they, most of them have multiple chronic conditions. So it's important that we have our pharmacists talk to the patient about everything they're on, all the prescriptions they're on, all the over-the-counter supplements they're on, all the vitamins they're on. Because non-compliance is not taking your med, but non-compliance is also taking your meds the wrong way or taking a med with an over-the-counter drug that is rendering the prescription drug that is used to treat the chronic condition ineffective. And so we, we designed a whole program around it that I was gonna present to the client. And I went back to the client and I presented it. And one of the, one of the mistakes I made was uh, uh, we estimated the, the pharmacist would talk to the patient for 15 minutes, so we priced it wrong because our average talk time with the pharmacist and the patient was 45 minutes. Uh, but the savings was drastic. We got 80% of their diabetic patients engaged and canceled with a pharmacist, and we got 90% of those patients uh, compliant in their, in their uh, glucose levels under control. So we knew we had a product. Once we went back a year later and showed the client all the results, they said, we love this program. We need to do other therapeutic classes as well. So TRIA came about. Uh, we spun TRIA off into its own separate company because we knew this wasn't a MedTrack RX related issue. We knew it didn't matter what PBM you used. This was a, a problem that could be 
or this was a solution that can be plugged and played with any PBM. You could use Express Scripts, you could use Optim, you could use Magellan, all of which are good PBMs, but there are a lot of here related issues that need to be solved. And unless you talk to someone and identify what those problems are and put together care plans, you're not gonna fix them. So having that one-on-one -on -one canceling is extremely important. So how do we do it? So we take drug data uh, from the PBM and we take medical claims data from Cyprus uh, and we put it into what we call our SmartRx software program. We didn't have an off-the-shelf product, so we've invested over $3 million into, our so into a proprietary software system to not only house the data, but to also uh, document everything that we do so we can report on it to the client. Because when we sit down with plan sponsors, they do say to us, what's your ROI and will you guarantee it? And with us, we show them the ROI and we do guarantee it. So we put, it, we, we put the medical claims data in and these are the chronic conditions that we're targeting. And then we get a subset of members. It's typically between 20 and 30%. And those are the triggered population that we get to, we try to engage in TRIA. Now, the difference between our program and like a disease management program is disease management, sometimes you get five, maybe 10% of the members engaged. First year, we average between 20 and 30% of these members engaged. And second and third year, we're usually about 40%. So we want to get these members engaged because we need them to get them engaged in order to produce the ROI uh, that comes with the program. Here's an example of a TRIA patient. Uh, we'll just call this Medication Mary. So Mary, Mary's on nine medications. Six of them are prescription. Three of them are over the counter. Uh, she has four chronic conditions. She has diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and mental health. And three different prescribers. Now, the doctor prescribed Genuvia to help reduce her hemoglobin A1C and didn't get any positive results. It didn't move the needle at all. So we recommended that the patient start insulin, and the patient got insulin, got their sugar levels under control, and, and Four months into it, we then recommended the physician, you know, the sugar levers are under control because of the insulin. Mary doesn't need to be on Genuvia. So we took her off Genuvia. Genuvia is a very, very expensive brand medication, and it saved the plan about $4,000 a year. Second patient, we'll just call him Terry. Terry's on seven meds, uh, three different prescribers, just like Mary. Uh, he, he has three chronic conditions, type 2 diabetes, he has high cholesterol, and he has high blood pressure. Physician prescribed metformin, 1,000 milligrams, which isn't a common dose. It's not the most common dose, uh, and it's a generic, and you'd think that metformin wouldn't be a very expensive generic. Well, 1,000 milligram metformin is extremely expensive, but you know what's not expensive? 500 milligrams metformin. So we talked to the physician and the patient, got the physician or the patient to agree to take two 500 milligrams a day instead of 1,000 milligrams a day. Same result in terms of milligrams. He's just taking two, different, two pills instead of one, and it saved the plan roughly $10,000 a year. Now, these are two examples of how TRIA impacted uh, the program in a positive way from a cost standpoint, 
But where we really see our savings is on the medical side in year two, in year three. But these savings are important. And it's important to have a second set of eyes analyzing this that will take the necessary steps to reach out to the physician to educate the patient of what options are out there. Our diabetic program worked great for the first eight years of the program, but, but one of the things that uh, we were seeing out in the marketplace was uh, Bluetooth meters that actually send glucose readings directly to uh, physicians and into clinics. So we said, well, we need to capitalize on this as well. So we negotiated a deal with Roche, uh, who manufactures strips and, and these meters. And every time the patient tests uh, uh, their sugar levels, those readings are sent to our clinic. And when we see trends of uh, glucose in a negative way, we, re we automatically reach out to the patient. So it does really two things. Number one, it shares real-time glucose readings. And when we see something negative, we reach out. Second thing it does, it calculates the precise amount of insulin that the member needs to use. Uh, and, and that's really, really important. The other thing it can do, it produces financial savings, hard dollar savings, back to the plan. The average strip cost after your PPO discount is usually about a buck fifty a strip. A strip. Our cost is about 50 cents. More, just as important, we reduce the amount of strips that member use. A lot of times a member may get be on three strips a day for a 90-day supply. Um, maybe 450 strips uh, for every 90 days. We don't, we don't fill a refill on the 90-day mark. We fill a refill when they use the, uh, almost their 450 strips. So uh, by us monitoring exactly how many strips are being used, we can eliminate wastage. Our second program is our specialty guard program. So for the past two years, every time we're in a renewal meeting, they love our outcomes, they love, love what we do from, uh, with all of our programs, but they say, you gotta help us, on the, help us understand specialty. Specialty costs are killing us. So, we created what we call our specialty guard program. And our specialty guard program is all about, number one, validating that the member needs to be on the drug. Sure, your PBM should be doing a PA, and hopefully all the, their PA criteria is solid, but we're gonna validate the, that the member needs to be on it, and we're gonna monitor and measure the patient uh, during the therapy, and we're gonna report the outcomes back to the plan sponsor. So if you have 15 specialty members who are, who are in, engaged in the program, we're gonna tell you, okay, you have 10 members, they're all at goal. But you have five members with problems. And on three of these members, here's what we did to fix those problems. So we're gonna show you outcomes data. And if the drug's not working, we don't want it to be filled. Uh, and so it's all about validating, monitoring, measuring, and most importantly, reporting the outcomes. PBMs, I owned a PBM. I know, I know, I know PBMs do a good job 98% of the time, but uh, you know, they're a second set of eyes for a specialty spend that are, is this expensive, it's important. Uh, and, and sometimes we don't find anything, but sometimes we find something. But the most important thing of specialty guard is just to help you understand where all your specialty costs are. 
This is a list of the top 10 therapeutic classes when it comes to specialty. And all of these are ones we trigger for. Uh, these top 10 classes, 93% of the RX spend within the PBM and 85% of the total specialty spend with both RX and specialty. In addition, we get the J codes from, uh, when specialties build on the medical side, we get the J codes from Cyprus and we reach out to those patients so they understand they have an advocate when it comes to specialty. And if we see some trends on the medical side specialty, we're gonna work with Cyprus to help develop a strategy to save you money on those as well. Our last program is our RX protection suite. Now, as I said before, PBMs do a really good job of managing the, managing the drug mix, probably on 98% of the scripts. But there are those 2% that when you really mine it, you find opportunities for savings. You find the member who's on a metformin 1,000 milligrams once a day, that if you switch them, it can save them about $10,000. So um, we have programs designed to outreach, and this is an entire population. You don't have to be enrolled in the pharmacy advocate program. You don't have to be enrolled in the specialty guard program to benefit from the RX plan protection suite. So there are two main components. The first is the affordable med program. So what affordable med is it mines your claims data and it looks for opportunities for savings. It looks for high costing branded drugs that have lower costing generic equivalents or therapeutic alternatives out there that are less, less expensive. It looks for high costing generic drugs where there's lower costing generics that are just prescribed more often. It looks for non-formulary branded products and gets members to switch to formulary branded products because formulary brands are more cost effective, they generate higher rebates, they offer lower co-pays to the members. So we want 100% we want formulary compliance and if we see members on non-formulary drugs, we have copies of the formulary, we're reaching out to those members and to physicians to get new scripts. And that's the big deal. That's the big difference is not when we, when we uh, see these opportunities, we're reaching out to patients, we're reaching out to physician to make these switches. This is a patient on our RX protection plan suite. Uh, we'll just call him Joe. Joe has one medication, one prescriber, high cholesterol. He's on Vitorin. Vitorin's expensive. It's a brand. Lipitor is the number one cholesterol-reducing drug in the world. Has a generic. If you switch from Vitorin to Lipitor, saves the plan $2,200 a year. We do the heavy lifting. We call the member. We call the physician. We make this. We make this. The switch. Now, these savings are savings that really aren't compliance related, but it helps uh, fund our overall care management plan with hard dollar savings. We have robust reporting. It's imperative for us since we're offering a program that's a, that's a want, it's not a need. I believe it's a need, but sometimes we sit in front of brokers and plant sponsors and TPAs and then they say, well, it's a want and the plant sponsor has to think they want it. It's import important for us to validate all of our outcomes. And that's why we developed SmartRx. We document engagement results, patient status, drug therapies not only identified, but drug therapies uh, identified and fixed, patient outcomes, compliance, how they went up, 
specifics on specialties so you understand your specialty patients. Patient success stories. Everybody likes to hear patient success stories. And with every client, we have patient success stories documented uh, in renewal meetings so they understand all the good that our pharmacists are doing. Savings opportunities. Uh, there, there's just so many out there I could talk forever about them. What makes TRIA different? Well, first and foremost, the culture of our company. We're all about empowering our employees. And some of our best ideas come from our employees. So developing a culture that empowers the employees and make them feel like, hey, I'm wanted. But also having innovative solutions, innovative solutions like SmartRx, innovative solutions like our diabetic program, innovative solutions like our specialty guard program. They're very, very important. But all of this is centered around pharmacists solving the problem. You know, nurses are good solving specific problems within diabetes, but most of our patients have comorbidities. The drugs treat the conditions. They're not taking the drugs the right way. Who better to solve these drug therapy problems, get patient compliance, than the pharmacist? And the last one, uh, proven results. So I'm gonna go through an outcome study. That This is an outcome study that we didn't do. This is an outcome study on a client that's been with TRIA for six years. And it was done by the brokerage firm who is the BOR of the client. And as you can see, it's a government agency and they have about 6,600 lives. Their trigger rate is 26%. So uh, those are the members uh, that are triggered for TRIA. The 26% of those members, their high risk plans, members are 327% more annually than the non-triggered. So that's the 80-20 rule. Of the triggered members that are engaged versus the triggered members not engaged, the cost per chronic condition for engaged member was $2,500. The cost per high-risk patients not engaged was $3,000. So the savings per chronic condition was $459 times the number of chronic conditions. It's about a $1,200 savings a year. Now that's what, that's what they showed. Our reporting back to the client was more like $1,500 a year. But I mean, we compared and contrast and there was rationale between ours and theirs, but what they showed was a three and a half to one ROI. What the analysis also confirmed was 11% reduction in Medicare, or, or increase in medication adherence, a 26% reduction in ER visits, a 36% reduction in non-emergent ER visits, like someone going to the ER because they have a migraine, a 9% reduction in relative risk score, and a 9% reduction in predicted allowed per member per year. Trend numbers continue to go up on chronic, um, on the, uh, the chronic conditions, but the patients engaged with TRIA was at a lower percent. So in conclusion, high-risk patients cost on average 4,000 per year more, uh, and patients with TRIA save $500 per chronic condition. The number of chronic continue, conditions continue to go up, and chronic conditions for patients engaged with TRIA Health are rising at a lower rate. So I went through all that really fast. Uh, so, uh, but everybody likes emojis, TRIA Health emoji, and without TRIA Health emoji, so everybody picked 
Tree of Health, of course. I'm here with uh, Matt Bakke. He's the Vice President of Sales. We'll be here for the next two days. And Jessica Lee, uh, the CEO of uh, uh, Tree of Health. She is a pharmacist. I'm not a pharmacist. You can ask me a clinical question. I probably will have an answer, but her answer probably would make more sense. So uh, feel free to ask her. And since I'm on a stage that Elvis once performed, thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Cypress University podcast. If you'd like to learn more about the future of self-funding, head over to our website at cypressbenefit.com.